be calling the Lord. We also call him our God, our Savior, our Redeemer. We call him a great master from whom we are to learn. And so many other names that we use to call our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But there is one name that he gave to himself saying, I am the good shepherd. And then he continued to say, and good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And on another occasion, he even said that a good shepherd leaves the flock and goes to find, seek, save, and bring back the lost sheep one lost sheep. So he leaves the 99 and goes to find this lost sheep. And today's gospel lesson, my brothers and sisters, actually serves as a confirmation of this, these words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he is a good shepherd who seeks the lost sheep, not only the sheep or the children of the house of Israel, like he once said in a in a beautiful conversation he, that he had with, a, with that pious woman who said, oh yes, oh Lord, but even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And he said, I am sent only to the children of the house of Israel, testing her faith and wanting actually to prove her faith to his apostles and disciples and all the people that surrounded So today, my brothers and sisters, this good shepherd embarked on a journey across the Sea of Galilee, this beautiful inland body of water that serves as a source of life for the whole land of Israel, and went to the other side, crossed to the other side, into the land that was inhabited by the Gentiles, so not Israelites, not the, the house of the children of the house of Israel, but rather the Gentiles, Hellenic people, or a mixture of different nations. And he was going there, not accidentally, but he was going there because there was a man who needed his help. And as we heard in today's gospel lesson, according to St. Luke, but this message or this incident is described in all three synoptic gospels, according to, to Matthew, to Mark, and to Luke, with mostly the same, but just the minor differences. For example, they speak of Gadarenes or Gergesenes, two small cities on the bank on the eastern bank of the Sea of Galilee to understand, to get a geographical idea and, and a concept where this happened, you have to understand and to know that uh, this area today is called the Golan Heights. It's a famous uh, Golan Heights area that was occupied by Israel in 1967. 
two-thirds of it. And this city, Gadara or Gergesa, laid on the banks of this Golan South Western banks of this area called Golan Heights. And so Christ crossed over the Sea of Galilee, trying to find this tormented soul and to save it. In 1976, it was the year when I was born, a long time ago, there was this uh, German ac academic theologian, Rudolf Boltzmann, is his name. And I emphasize the words academic theologian. The reason I'm mentioning him is because he's famous for writing a book called uh, Demythologizing the Bible, in which he tried to rationally explain all the events that took place in their described in the Bible, in the Gospel lessons. Amongst them is this one that we remember and read and contemplate about and upon today. So what he did with the Bible, he tried to reduce it down to a mere psychological explanation. Basically, there is a biochemistry in your mind, and your, if your biochemistry is uh, not in balance, in equilibrium, then you suffer from uh, psychological mental illnesses. So he tried to hide the fact that there is another reality that we often neglect and forget about, that there is a reality of demonic possession. That's something that even in today's world, in 21st century, is not something you talk about. We like to forget about or put that aside. We like to think of angels and how we are protected by the angels, but no one talks about demons and how people can be influenced by demons, by destructive power of demons, of devil. We see, unfortunately, around us people going and this whole world going into uh, who knows where, definitely not into the right direction. We see people commit terrible acts of violence. Who do you think is it that inspires them? Who do you think it is that leads them in committing mass shootings, murders, terrible crimes? Can we just say, oh, he's psychologically not well? Or is, it, is there something more? Is there a destructive force that possessed him and that leads him like we found out there was a case with this man in today's gospel lesson? And what do they do with people? We are created in the image and likeness of God. We are unique as beings, as personalities. So, but when Christ came and met with this poor man, the first question he was asked was, why did you come here to torment us, to torture us before it's time for that? So they confessed, even the demons confessed 
that he was the Lord and God and Son of God. And they know that a torment is coming for them. But they hope to destroy and ruin as many souls as possible before this time comes. But then Christ asked a very simple question this man. What is your name? Implying that he has integrity. That he has created an image and likeness of God. That he has a personality. However, the reply was legion. Because there were so many demons that he was possessed by. And this serves as a reminder to us. When we are, God forbid, when we allow this to happen to us, when we are possessed, don't think we cannot be possessed. It's not a movie story. Our heads, we don't have to fly around or, to, or our heads to turn you know, 180 degrees. Don't think we, by sins, by committing sins, we don't slowly enslave ourselves, allowed to be enslaved by sins. It can happen to us. And they slowly take over our integrity. Spirit of evil is the spirit of disintegration. And this is what Christ did when he restored this, and when he healed this man, he restored his integrity. He restored his wholeness. And he restored his health. And he was again made an image and likeness of God. So my brothers and sisters, we are to learn from today's gospel lesson. There is another reality. Think of it. We are to fight. We are called to fight a good fight. And this good fight is actually with, with demons, with temptations, with sins. We are also called to rejoice to our brothers and sisters, not to be like the countrymen of this poor man who, when they saw this great miracle to happen, and this, uh, this poor man was naked before, who, was, who, who slept in the graves, tombs, who was put in chains in order to control him, now sitting in the head, or at the uh, feet of Jesus in his right mind, clothed and listening to his words. Instead of rejoicing, they asked Jesus to leave them alone. This is what we do. Even people come to church. They tithe. Some people even, even fast. Some people even come to holy confession. Some avoid it. It's not nice facing the Lord and admitting that you are not really a Christian you should be. That your image that was given to you, image and likeness, is now tarnished by sins. It's not easy. It's easy to judge other people and to see sins in them, but somehow it's very hard for us to admit it's me. I am the one that needs to be cleansed by the power and operation of the Holy Spirit. So, some people do all of this as long we or the church leaves them alone. We get set 
in our ways, in our loves, and in our sins. We get set. And as long no one disturbs our peace, everything's fine. The moment we tell you, the church tells you, you need to change. This is what you need to do. That's the moment we get disturbed. And this is what happened to those people of Gadara or Gergesa. They were disturbed by this miracle. Because something had to be changed in their lives now, seeing this. So that's why they told them and asked them to go, to leave them alone. Not only because they suffered financial loss from this wine going over a cliff into the abyss. They did not want to be changed. Yet, it is the function of the church to change you. If you can keep coming to this parish or any parish or church, keep coming, but there is no change. Something's wrong, my brothers and sisters. We have to be honest to ourselves and to carefully examine our spiritual growth oftentimes to see are we ascending or are we descending or nothing's happening. So let us uh, be mindful of this. Let us not judge each other. Let us rejoice to each other. Let us help each other. Let us allow the Holy and Divine Spirit to sustain us. Let us be inspired by this previously demonic possessed man, who's now, who is now possessed by Christ, who even wanted to leave everything behind and ask Jesus to follow him, to go anywhere that he goes. But he told him, no, you stay here and you witness. And you tell to your people what a great ha thing happened to you. So he called him to become an apostle amongst his own people. This is your job. This is your job. When you go back from this church, from this liturgy where you meet and become one with God, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you are to go back and witness. It is a command that it's uh, given to this man, but through him, to all of you and all of us that call ourselves, that dare to call ourselves Christian, we are to witness Christ in our houses, in our families, amongst our people, in our neighborhoods, in our jobs that we do, we are to witness Christ and to serve as an image of Christ to the people we are surrounded with. May God bless you. Recimo svi sve